Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Can I grow my investments? or business without growing myself. <laughs> Welcome and hello to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ken Decker. And we're with Sean and Roz Woodland again because by popular demand, they were requested to come back because their wealth of wisdom is something that we all need and we actually all deserve. And so we're grateful that we get to do this with them and with you. Mm. Okay, so, can, so here's the answer. Can I do it? Can I grow my investments without growing myself? Not and keep harmony. Ooh. You can do harmony, it. Harmony, that's an interesting word. I like like four-part harmony, two-part <laughs> harmony. What, what kind of harmony are we talking about? Harmony where you don't throw your life out of whack in one area for the sake of just building, say, money in this case. that's a great explanation. So the only way we can, we need to invest in ourselves if we're going to create and keep harmony as we're building our wealth account. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. So what you're going to learn in this episode is what are the next life steps that you can take to revitalize your life? That sounds exciting. It really does. So, Sean and Roz, you've been on this journey because <laughs> so your cute. life has been revitalized. Yeah, if you're not watching this episode, if you're <laughs> listening on CHRI on 99.1 FM, and if you haven't listened there, you might want to listen there. And We're on every Friday morning at 9.30 a.m. for a 30-minute episode, an entire episode. And if you're listening on YouTube or any of the other social channels where you will find Life's Inside Track, they're 10 minute or nine minute segments. And so if you can't see us and you want to see some more zaniness and cuteness, (laughs) then you could certainly tune into the Double Decker Life channel on YouTube for this particular episode. And yeah. sparkle today. And sparkle. And sparkle. And the sparkle <laughs> kind of is interesting because a previous episode we talked we did was about not all things that are shiny are actually really good. So but today all things that are sparkly are really, really awesome. <laughs> because we yeah. both managed to wear sparkles without even communicating. So in your <laughs> Uh, you know, we talked about in the previous show your relationship and how that relationship affected your ideas on money and investing and uh, your background and that kind of stuff. But now, what what first life steps did you take as a couple and individually when you got together, not so much on investing, but on improving your, your vitality, your life? So that you would have harmony when you invested. Well, let me share this with you. So as I had mentioned, Sean had read The Wealth Formula first and he was on fire for it and trying to get me to read it, trying to get me to read it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it. And, and I then, even had you on an episode where you hadn't yet read it. I know. And was I was like, I mean, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll come back after I read the book. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now I borrowed one of yours and it's all... All the pages are tagged where all the important things are with little post-it notes. Not a little shift, a little pivot. (laughs) 
But we, when we were driving into Ottawa to go to our nine to five, we would use it as our mobile university. Mm-hmm. And Sean got the compound effect. That's Darren Hardy, right? Yeah. So and we were listening to it. And uh, again, I was a bit resistant <laughs> to um, to the the teaching, <laughs> if you can imagine me being resistant to anything. And it, it was a CD. And every time I would start the car, the same sentence would play over and over and over again every time I started the car before I turned it off, right? So, and he would say, until you're willing to take 100% accountability for every decision you make, your life will not change. And I must have heard that I <laughs> a hundred so times before I turned it off. And, but when I really, when that finally sunk in after a hundred times, I was like, oh my gosh, that's absolutely right. I am one, I have to be 100% accountable for every decision that I make. So that's how much time there is a day. Do I, do I have time? I don't have time for this. Well, we all have the same amount of time. I'm going to make time. 440 for minutes yeah. a day. Yeah. So that, so that's one of those things that people say, I don't have time. I don't have time to learn anything. I don't have time to, it's like you make the time. It's important, right? You want things to change. You got to make the time. Mm. So your first thing was to start learning when you were driving. Yeah. Because obviously you weren't, you were always a learner. Yes. Sean, were you always a learner? Uh, no, not really. You were you I, I was an a, a student? I could tell you <laughs> if you put a movie on, I was a movie guy. If you put it on within like 10 seconds, I could tell you what movie it was. Yeah. So I was learning scripts, and <laughs> but not nothing useful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had all the one-liners for every movie oh, ever made. Yes. And sadly. so one of your first steps by the sounds of it was you started to listen. To things that were good for your mind. Yeah. I I would listen to stuff on the way to work with Roz and start reading. I work in a place where I have an opportunity to read now. Okay. You've got to say where you work. I I work for the Ottawa Public Library. (laughs) (laughs) So lots of opportunity. So you could even get audio books on CD for like borrow them, right? Yeah. All I was the time. say for free, but you well, yeah, borrow we, them. We borrow them. Free. And you got to give them back though. Yes. You do. And... <laughs> I listen to those all the time too. Like there's the library is a great resource for anything you want to learn. <laughs> right. So even if you don't have the financial resources, the Ottawa library is there for you. Okay. Yeah. Or whatever library is nearest to you. Yeah. So what were some of those other learnings that you did? That was the first step was to start to listen and mm-hmm. change from movies to podcasts and books on CD and sometimes just social media reading through people who, who inspire me. I'll go through their posts and read those as well. Ah, so you follow some people. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Roz, who's, who's one of your favorite speakers? Brene Brown. Oh, I love Brene. <laughs> I yeah. had a girl crush on Brene Brown for a while and I watched everything I could find on the internet for a whole weekend. Do you remember that weekend? Yeah, I watched podcasts and TED Talks and anything that had her name in it, I was watching it for a whole weekend. Yeah. Well, I work in research at Carleton University and because she's an academic and everything that she does stems out of her research. Like I, she fascinates me with her, the way that she can mobilize that knowledge in a meaningful way for people. 
Yeah, when she recorded recorded her first video, I thought she said she thought nobody would see it, and then it had like four million views. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Yeah, and so 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 there's TED Talks. What what's the other one you said that you really enjoy? I really enjoy uh, Goalcast because it's very inspiring. I love that TED Talks again because they sometimes have that more sciencey, researchy side be, behind them mm-hmm. because I. I'm a natural skeptic. I really enjoy <laughs> the scientific research behind. Uh, so what's a goal cast? Some uh, people may have never heard of it. Oh, goal cast videos are inspirational videos of lived experiences that change people's lives. Right? So it's really the story of someone's yeah. life changed through something. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like this. This could kind be a goal like cast. This could yes. be a goal cast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I hope we get 4 million views. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask the producer if he's got 4 million listeners on CHRI. Oh, hey, well. Probably, probably not uh, yet. You know, they are on the on the web too, right? That's you right. can stream it. So it doesn't just have to be Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we often live our lives thinking of, mm-hmm. I want to have and do and then I'll be something. But truly, truly, the order is wrong. You can't have something. You have to be something, do things out of that being, and then you will have. Can being a landlord be fulfilling? Or, anyway, we're excited that we've been able to create for you free access to over 503 episodes of Life's Inside Track, where we share insider tips, how to make house home, how to build wealth. And the great news is you can get access to them from home, the office, or even on the go. Okay, so we frequently hear Mm -hmm. that investing in real estate is frustrating, not fulfilling. Mm. So on this show, this episode, we're going to talk to Roz and Sean about how being a landlord is fulfilling for them. This should be exciting. <laughs> you said that with no excitement. Yeah. I thought I did. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> this is a live show. It's too late now. <laughs> so we're going to let Sean get a few words in edgewise. Because as soon as Roz and I get started, and then Ken chimes in, we squeeze you out, which isn't very nice. It's okay. Roz is much better at talking than I am. <laughs> oh, no, you do just, you hold your own. So what do you think? Like, is it fulfilling or is it frustrating to invest in real estate? Both. Ah, Ooh. say more. Well, it's very fulfilling because you're, you're helping families have a nice place to live. You're helping improve communities and you're just helping people and people are grateful for that. And on the other hand, sometimes we inherit tenants who didn't go through our processes for screening, and that can be frustrating. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So how do you handle that? (laughs) Very carefully. (laughs) Because there are laws in place that, through the Landlord-Tenant Board, that you have to be very careful how you handle these things. Because if you're in the wrong and you want to be able to treat people equally and fairly mm-hmm. to get through it mm-hmm. safely for everybody. so Okay. Yeah. And you created a vision for your – or a slogan. Uh, a slogan just sounds kind of 
uh, salesy, right? It does sound but, kind but of salesy. vision for... Well, when we were creating our logo and we were dealing actually with uh, on, in Fiverr, a uh, mm-hmm. graphic designer on Fiverr, and he said, well, what's your tagline? And it just came to me. I said, well, it's Homes Sweet Homes. So homes, I'm going to slow homes. that down. Homes, homes Sweet Sweet Homes. So home sweet home is what we all want to create, right? You, I, everyone, like we want our home to be sweet. And yet, can you imagine as a landlord choosing that it's homes sweet homes because you're not talking about one, you're talking about many. And I think we talked about in a previous episode, you're at 36 doors right now, 36 living dwellings or dwellings to live in units of of which you're in one of them that's correct yes and you're just about to move to number 38 well we have 34 and 36 okay 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 so i added two extra but we'll be there before we (laughs) absolutely by the time you listen to this (laughs) by the time you you know tune into youtube to hear this episode it might be at 40 or 46 who knows (laughs) who knows (laughs) okay Sorry. So home sweet homes. Say more about that. Why did you know that that was it? Well, it really just came to me because it was, I want everybody to feel safe in their home, to feel safe and secure that it's a place that they want to come home to, right? So we have the opportunity to provide them with new railings or a a solid deck or a new lighting in the apartment building that we just did. And, and we inherited all those tenants and, and their gratitude for just improving the lighting, you know, is amazing. And, and new, right. And new washer and dryers, new washer and dryer, yeah. you know, just things, you know, sometimes there can be frustrating uh, tenants, but there's some very frustrating landlords. Right. And we don't want to be mm-hmm. those people. We want to be the people that improve the homes, improve the communities, improve people's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, our tenant that lives downstairs in our duplex uh, sadly uh, locked herself out of her place, but her two children were home, were inside the apartment. and Without her. Without her. She'd just gone outside for a brief minute and she came back in and it's a two and a half year old girl and a seven year old boy who's partial has a hearing impairment and, and they were frantic. I was so thankful to have been home and um, it went downstairs and was able with some of the tools to just pop the door open. And, you know, to see that family, I'm all emotional, to see that, <laughs> how, the joy, you know, I was so thankful to be their landlord, to, to have that opportunity when they were afraid that they, you know, the kids were on one side of the door and she was mm-hmm. on the other. Like, that was an incredible, just an incredible gift. Yeah, and you know. even when they're not people that live in your home, because yeah. I can appreciate that gift you were able to give because yeah. you're in a duplex. Yeah. But I know there's lots of your other tenants oh, yeah. that don't live next door to you, but live within. And that's part of the reason you keep a reasonably small geographic circle of where your buildings are and your individual, well, your duplexes, I guess, but your units are, is they're close to you mm-hmm. so that you can get there in a hurry. What are some of the other ways that... It's been fulfilling not only for you, but for your tenants. Yeah. Why don't you tell them one about the 10-second plumber? Oh, yes. Well, that was actually in the building as well. The The guy had in, in his sink a metal, a concrete block to block the water because the water, when it was coming down, would go come up in his sink. And he said it's been like that forever. So we went in with the one second plumber, the canned air, pressurized air that he's like, oh, that what's that? And he just stood there and watched and watched. 
And I released the pressure and it blew out whatever was blocking the sink. And it had been there for years. Years. And you only just recently bought the building. So it didn't take you years to get to the <laughs> no, task. No, we, we went right to it to help them. And when their drain was clear, like they were so happy with us. First, he was mesmerized with that, that a can could do that. <laughs> but then, but then yeah. like they were very appreciative. Genuinely, like they were happy. And with Roz coming with me, it's more... When she come with me to meet the tenants and, and whatever, like they got a sense of it's not just business. Like these, this is a couple coming in and we got to know them. And it was really a great rewarding experience for, for both of us, I think. Mm. Yeah. They showed us all their antiques and their antique sewing machine. It was nice. And was their pet really cat. Nice. And their pet cat, yeah. You, you, <laughs> yeah. Know, you know you made an impression when you made the cat. <laughs> yeah. So what other things have you saved tenants from, basically? There's there's a few things. Well, falling through decks would be one of them. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Putting on handrails, uh, some infestation issues that, again, we inherited. So, uh, yeah, like we just, we. Like the dreaded bed bug? Yes. Yeah, like the dreaded bed bug, (laughs) you know? And then, but again, we built a relationship with with the the guy who comes to to do the treatments. Sean's made really good uh, inroads with two different building inspectors in two different counties that thank us now for improving the community. We hire local people to come in and do the work. So we're creating employment. We're improving the communities. We're giving people safe places to live. And that's what we're saying where the compromise mm-hmm. is. So it wasn't not just about the money. Yeah. The altruism stuff is. Yeah, you told me recently, actually, I think it's just going under construction the last week or so was uh, you're having the drywall removed and the, the, the roof was repaired because they were living in a mold infested unit. Yeah. Yeah. That you inherited, right? When you bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Ceilings were falling in the whole works and somebody was living in there like that. It was not very pleasant. So we went in, we fixed the ceiling and even them. We, we did one ceiling in their daughter's room. She wouldn't sleep in the room because it was all frayed. And we did that for her. And, like, they were so, so happy. Like, their their child come up just happy, happy. Thank you so much. She got her room so, back. Yeah. 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 So, you know what I think it is? It's never stop, right? Mm-hmm. Making movement forward because small steps consistently – over time will make a huge difference, a huge impact. Can we improve a community one house at a time? For over 30 years, we've enjoyed not only helping individuals buy and sell real estate, over 3,017 of them, also helping people build their finances, helping people build their fun, helping people even strengthen, heal, and flourish within their relationships. So really 30 years of building home and business and wealth, which is kind of what we're talking about today. So my answer to your question, Ken, is I am pretty sure that one house can't make a difference. I'm not so sure. And on today's episode, you're going to learn what a passion about a community, how one house at a time can make a difference. It's not just one house. 
It's one house at a time. Uh, I tricked you. <laughs> you trick me. Have you ever been tricked? This isn't a time to be tricked. And so we brought Sean and Roz. Can I have a treat then? <laughs> we brought Sean and Roz with us so that they can make sure that this is clear. Because they've lived this story over the last, well, really four years of investing only. Mm-hmm. Six years ago, buying your first property that you live in together, lived in together, is now sold and gone. And then four years ago, started investing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wild? So one house. Talk about the one house strategy. Me? Yes. Okay. I get to speak again. I love this part. (laughs) So when we find a a property that uh, needs a little TLC on the outside, we see that as an opportunity. We see it as an opportunity to invest in the community and we get to hire local people. And as I said, we put a deck on or something like that. I mean, we'll, we'll fix up the inside as well. But the stuff that's on the outside is what draws people's attention. Right. And then they call, oh, your place looks so good with the new roof or the place really starting to come along with the new deck. And then, you know, it's that pride of community. And then they start, you know, cleaning up their yards and, you know, so they start repairing their own they property, start re- repairing their own property. Right. Oh. Because if that house in the neighborhood is, is going to start looking better than mine, then I kind of, <laughs> you know, need to up my game a little bit. And um, we've built relationships with local bylaw people that have put, you know, had infractions on, on saggy decks. I don't know. (laughs) Saggy decks. Saggy decks. Saggy decks. It is dangerous. It's absolutely dangerous. And, uh, you know, that when, when we're improving the community and the safety and it just has that compound effect, right? It has that residual effect. It's that pebble in the pond and it just moves outward and creates the community pride. Mm. I love, Sean, that one of the first few books you read was The Compound Effect. And I'm sure you're having it. Yes. Right. Like, did you have any comprehension of how the compound effect wouldn't even only just affect you, how it would affect other people? Your single action of improving a property, we'll say, in this case, you've improved many now, but improve a property was a compound effect for other people. I never would have, with reading it, I wouldn't have brought it over to the real estate side of things. But I mean, reality is it's everywhere in your life. Everything you do has a ripple effect and compounds either good or bad. So if you take it, especially improving properties, as Roz said, like the neighbors start to pitch in and improve their properties as well. And then people, tenants take care of the properties a little better with pride of living there. So it's really a great, just a great thing to hmm. go through. So so you repair the inside and the outside. But how do you do that? Like what's that do to your cash flow? Cuz I know you're cash flow king. You love cash flow. <laughs> I do like cash flow. <laughs> yeah. So um what we do, we do what's called the burr strategy. We we buy the property, we we renovate it, then we rent it for for market rent. And then we refinance the property to pull our money out so we can do it again. So it's not a secret of having to keep coming up with money. You just recycle the money that you have invested in it, do it over again. And then the bird, buy, rent, uh, buy, renovate, rent, refinance, and repeat. Okay, so you're going to say it more than once because burr. you might be taking... It's pretty cold outside. Just remember, burr, it's cold okay. outside. So we want people to get this because this yeah. is really... 
Because so often people say, well, it's all about buy and flip, buy and flip, buy and flip. And yeah, I think a, in certain that's markets. A, that's a that's an income generating, not a wealth building yeah, strategy. strategy. Yeah. Right. It's good for an injection of cash. Right. Yeah. Perfect for that. Yeah. In the right market, the right property. And there aren't in the Ottawa and area market, that's not as lucrative, the buy and flip. As a whole, I mean, I've seen some really good ones and experienced a few good ones, and they're not as prolific as they are in other markets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the strategy you use is buy and hold, right? Yes. Except you you have specific, so we're going to have you say that again. R, B and R's. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first you got to buy it. You have to buy it. You look for a distressed property or maybe not even distressed, but an underperforming property. That's a beautiful way to say it. Yes. Underperforming. And ideally, if you can, it's going to be vacant or is vacant. That's it's, that's the desire. Right? It's yeah. easier. Yeah. Because then you can do the renovations and bring it up to market rent. Otherwise, you can do the renovations, which you've been doing, and it supports the people living in the building or in the property, and it increases the value over time, but it doesn't increase your cash flow initially. No. It decreases it. If you do the work while they're living there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, typically, it's hard to do that because you don't want to disrupt people's lives. You want to just let them live the way they are. So we go in and we, in, in that case, we just go in and, and improve the property in areas that they point out to us. But but ultimately, if we can get vacant possession or if a tenant transitions out, then we do the renovation to force the appreciation in the property. So do your burr again, your words. Buy, rent, renovate, rent, refinance, and repeat. And then you don't actually have extra infusion of infusion of cash. It's the same cash as you said, because you also have the R of recycle the cash. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You're recycling it from one property to another property when you refinance and pull out part of the money that well, pull out all the money you so, put in often. So yeah. you don't refinance to go like on a vacation to Jamaica or to, you know, just that that would be like, spending. You know, well, that's well, not investing. Oh. <laughs> Unless you're going there to buy another property, oh, <laughs> which we haven't done, but it's, it sounds fun. It sounds fun, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you told me stories about neighbors coming to you. Are they coming to complain? No. <laughs> no. No, they're excited. They're excited to see their their community evolve. Hmm. Right. And you know what I was thinking is you're doing it to increase the value of your investment, right? When you when you improve it, you increase the rents or whatever, you put market rent, and you're increasing the value of your property. But what you're also doing is you're increasing the value of the neighbor's property because when that one was in such poor condition, it was actually dragging the neighbor's property down in value. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why they're so excited. Because <laughs> right. you're, you're bringing up the whole value of the street. Yeah. And then when you do things locally, right, you, you, you like to stick in kind of smaller towns or mm-hmm. whatever. And when you do a couple buildings in a small town, it starts to make an effect. It has yeah. a huge effect. Yeah. That's really cool. So we celebrate you. For all the progress that you've made in the communities that you've touched down in and that you have touched. Like, mm. that is incredible. Like, thank thank mm, you. Feels so good to know that we have a small part 
in that room. You have a big part. Yeah. Big part. You you've been beside us the whole way. And like without without you and Ken helping us at the beginning, helping you guide us through our first baby steps, we wouldn't be where we are today. Mm. I remember that first property you called us on as an investment. You said, <laughs> Oh, we want to go see this property. You have a agent out in that wherever it was. It was like two hour drive from here. I said, okay, I'm going to come with you just to protect you. <laughs> and so if you're thinking it might be time for you, connect with us and we will help you walk through the steps as well. We're honored to be your partners on the journey. Moving forward with the